Welcome to episode eight of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. So today is about the strong emotion of rejection. And for so many moms that struggle in their relationship with their adult kids, this is a very harsh emotion. In this episode, I'll be sharing the human triggers for rejection, two main types of rejection, as well as some helpful remedies for dealing with such a strong emotion. Are you a mom that's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes with truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes, and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed full of valuable insights. Alienation failure, not belonging, abandoned, disrespected, denied, forsaken, unloved, unworthy, and rejected. Wow. I've heard all of these words described by moms as they describe their stories of struggle in their relationship with their kids. I even felt them myself throughout the years. Listening to these words literally caused me to have a physical response. My cheeks drop, my shoulders get tense, my breathing becomes shallow, and the top of my chest actually aches. Can you relate to that? Did you have a similar experience as I read those words out loud? Even years after my own journey with my kids, I can still find myself triggered by the feeling of rejection. We can be triggered by these events or simply by our experiences in life that we've had with rejection. Let's explore our experiences. You know, we have childhood experiences that can actually trigger this emotion. Childhood trauma, unintentional hurt. Maybe you had some sibling rivalry in your family, school friends that you thought were there for you only to betray you later, bullies, or even people of influence. I had a vice principal in junior high that targeted at least one child a year. I happened to be one of them. He was nice to me when my parents were around, but he quickly turned to really harsh words, insults, and blaming when they were not around. I thought that something was wrong with me. I thought that I was doing something to actually deserve this kind of treatment. I later found out as an adult in a chain of Facebook posts from my hometown that he did the very same thing to other students. This actually contributed to my childhood trauma and caused me to have certain 
rejection triggers, those triggers actually carried through to my adulthood, but they became more prominent and they reared their ugly head when I thought I was being rejected by my own children. And in some cases, some of you are rejected by your own children. So you are experiencing all of these traumas at once. Our adulthood experiences can also create the same trigger response. Maybe we had an adult trauma, again, an unintentional hurt, the loss of a relationship, career challenges, death. And as adults, we've also carried our childhood experiences into adulthood. We often don't understand that these events we experience can cause us to be triggered later. We just tuck them away very nicely, hoping that they don't ever come up again, that we're beyond that, that we're somehow past that. And maybe you've gone years without even feeling any of it. And now all of a sudden you've got this problem with your kids and it's rare in its ugly head. I'm going to give you an example of like my very first heartbreak. It was in sixth grade. My best friend decided that she wanted to be best friends with someone else. One minute I was in for several years and the next minute I was out. It took me a long time to realize the lasting effect of being sensitive to the possibility of rejection. This made me overly cautious about friendship and looking for signs for the rejection of those people that I actually love. When we begin to understand where the rejection triggers come from, we can develop more compassion for ourselves as well as unravel the effects that it now has on our life. When we let the rejection go unnoticed or unsupervised, it can create unhealthy thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. Let me give you some examples. It can cause us to go into perfectionism because if we're perfect, then people won't reject us. It can cause us to have unrealistic expectations of how we and others behave in a relationship. The rejection emotion can cause us to avoid or react when our brain perceives that it's happening. Rejection can cause us to shame others or shame ourselves, thinking that somehow that we're really flawed and that those we love are rejecting us because somehow we're not worthy. It can also cause us to start people pleasing in order to make other people happy so they don't abandon us. This causes us to feel like we're walking on eggshells and then we don't feel like ourselves anymore. Last, it causes us to catastrophize, turning one thought into many and bringing on multiple negative emotions. You can see if we ignore this, it can get much worse. There's really two main types of rejection, and each of them have very different ways of managing them. The first one is rejection from an actual event. It can be a devastating argument that you've had with someone. 
It could be a special event that didn't go well, like a wedding, a funeral, a holiday. It can be over money loaned. It can be a whole slew of things, but in this, you can actually tie it back to a very specific event that caused the sharp emotions of rejection. When we have rejection from a very specific event, we enter into kind of two phases of that journey of processing that rejection. Depending on what phase you're in, the relief from this emotion is going to be different. In phase one, which usually happens right after you feel that emotion and feel that pain, you don't want to ignore it or overindulge in some other unhealthy habit to feel better. This is the best time to actually feel and process your pain. It's also the best time for you to connect with your faith and the people that make you feel safe. We can get to the next phase by allowing that emotion and deciding we're actually going to feel it. That next phase, phase two, comes after you've given yourself time and the space to feel it. You will know that you're there in phase two because you will begin to see the emotion and the events more clearly. This is where you begin to understand the origins of the emotion and you begin to renew your mind and experience growth from it. The second type of rejection is rejection sensitivity. Now, I don't like being sensitive to anything, but this is the one I had to actually overcome because of experiences that I had in my own life. Rejection sensitivity is based on a lifetime experiences or your personality or even a medical condition. RSD, rejection sensitivity dysphoria, is actually linked to ADHD. I found that so interesting. So rejection sensitivity is when catastrophizing becomes painful by ruminating those thoughts that multiply. They make us feel alienated and unloved and unworthy of failure, betrayed and rejected. We can heal our rejection sensitivity with encouragement through faith, connection, with loving and safe people, noticing our catastrophizing and witnessing it through journaling. We can also take our thoughts and we can separate out the facts versus the story that we're telling ourselves. And then we begin the journey of interrupting those feelings and those thoughts that cause the feeling of rejection with a simple thought error or better thoughts. Feeling rejection doesn't have to be a lifelong sentence. We can process emotion and shift into a new way of living, even if we're in the middle of it right this moment. If you feel that sharp pain of rejection, I would encourage you to reach out to me or another person that you feel comfortable talking to. Together, we can overcome this and begin finding more joy. And this is really the first step to creating a better relationship with our kids. 
We cannot create great results when we're feeling rejected. This is really important. We can't find joy when we're in the midst of feeling all of that rejection. We have to be able to overcome it and to begin to feel better about our lives. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom who could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together, we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me again next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.